Mark chapter 8, he called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their lives will lose it. And those who lose their lives for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life or their souls? We wear the mass. We wear the mass. I'm sure you've noticed the art installation right outside of our doors. It's by award-winning artist Teresita Fernandez. It's entitled Autumn, Nothing Personal. The piece derives its name in part from a 1964 essay by writer James Baldwin and famed photographer Richard Avedon. Avedon and Baldwin challenge what they regard as an anemic American identity. They critique what they view as the ruse of personality and our penchant for irreality, America's collective identity crisis. The authors argue that we work so hard at concealing our feelings, cloaking our emotions, covering our true thoughts, and camouflaging our ignorance and anxieties that most of us end up morally, spiritually, and intellectually vacuous. We're nothing more than mannequins crowned by consumer goods. We're insipid avatars, full of desire, but lacking in love. We're emotionally detached figurines who would rather convince ourselves of the truth of a lie than risk losing our carefully constructed reputations. Reputations that most of us know are about as valid as a $9 bill. Might this be a way to think about Jesus' words to his disciples? If anyone wants to become my followers, let them deny themselves and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their lives for my sake will find it. Traditionally, we read this text through the framework of ascetic denial a draconian list of don'ts and thou shalt nots. But maybe we can read Jesus' words in the same vein as Avedon and Baldwin. Maybe we should reconsider what it is about our lives that we work so hard to save. In our desperate quest to hold on to a carefully constructed image, in our insidious attempts to project to the world alternative facts of life, we must keep others at a critical distance. We don't trust ourselves and therefore we don't trust one another. And when we can't trust one another, we can't speak to each other. We can't get to know each other, the form the bonds of human friendship, embrace intimacy, and allow love to take off the mask that distorts our identities. Most importantly, in doing so, we fail to actually follow Jesus. 
we fail to follow Jesus's examples. For in both word and deed, what do we know about the life of Jesus? We know he was a boundary crosser. He was a decorum disruptor. This is what allowed him to be a friend to the friendless. This allowed him to embrace the misfits and outcasts. Jesus connected with those who others preferred to ignore. He engaged those that most of us failed to see. Go home and read through the Gospel of Mark before we get to chapter 8. We see that Jesus hugged the unclean. He served those with seemingly nothing to offer and loved those who never learned how to love in return. This man, this Palestinian Jewish brother from a peasant community, he didn't have the global reputation of Augustus Caesar. He didn't have the wealth or riches of Herod, nor did he have the respect and honor of the high priests and religious leaders. His Twitter followers were probably few. His Instagram page relatively empty. But that wasn't his crowd. But talk to a couple of folk in Mark chapter 5. If you talk to them, they will tell you why 2,000 years later we're still lifting up the name Jesus. There was a man everybody thought had a demon. He lived among the tombs. His disease was not physical like the blind man or those with leprosy, but rather he was emotionally and mentally ill. That's why the Bible says he spent all day cutting himself, abusing his body. And what does Jesus do? Where others was, were cruel, Jesus was kind. Jesus spoke to the man's head and to the man's heart. Others call you crazy, but I call you a child of God. Ask the woman with the issue of blood. For 12 years she dealt with this disease. She will tell you that many mocked me, others maligned me, and church folk even mistreated me. But one day when Jesus was passing by, I touched the hem of his garment. And he stopped where he was. He looked me in the eye, and he didn't look at me as a disease. He looked at me as a daughter. Like the mentally ill man, like this woman, there are times that all we need is for someone to corroborate our reality. We all need someone to affirm what is afflicting us. This is the power of community. This is the power of testimony. For too often, we think we're the only ones to experience what we're going through. Our minds deceive us. What would others think of me if they knew? What would they say if they knew how inadequate I often feel on this campus? What would they say if they knew my battles with addiction? How would they treat me if they knew I sometimes think of suicide? Thus we suffer in silence. We become isolated in our anguish. But what if you knew that they are dealing with the same trials that you are? What if you knew that they felt like that too, under their perfect hair and under their sartorial sophistication? They have their own pains and hurts, just like you and I. 
They carry their own guilt. They harbor their own heartbreak. They're immobilized by their own doubts and fears. This is what some students and I talked about the other night at my home over dinner. We realize that whenever we think that someone else is perfect, it's clear that we just need to get to know them better. We just need to connect. So maybe this is what Jesus is asking us to give up. Give up our pretexts and pretense. Jesus is asking us to follow him by having the courage to bear witness to our own experiences. For when we share our experiences of hurt, when we let others know what we've been through, then we let them know that they too can heal. This is why Teresita Fernandez created the art display. It's not just an object to behold, it's a community cornerstone that beckons. The bright fall colors of autumn challenge us to transform. Enter the cocoon of interpersonal engagement. Come out more compassionate, more caring, more understanding of others. Meaningful shared moments, heartfelt dialogue, courageous conversations, vulnerable voices articulating fears, hopeful hearts expressing dreams and ambitions. Take off the mask that grins and lies. For these are the means that we might mature beyond performances of perfection and childlike simplicity. For these are the ways that we might let go of an identity, of a mask that's ailing us and cloak ourselves in the compassion of Christ. Let the church say, Amen.